This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't gotta wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now. Go make yourself a drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done, and the cake been baked. They need to come on with a drum or whatever they're gonna do. What's cracking, pimps? What's going on? It's been a while. It is Monday, July 29th, 2019, in the year of our Lord. And, uh, yeah, man, the year is halfway over. All those New Year's resolutions that everybody made, um, starting to look pretty bleak at this point. Let's be honest. Everybody said, oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get back in shape. And then, you know, I mean... (laughs) Let me first start off by saying that since my last episode, my family is back in town. So I'm having to record this in my guest room with the door locked. And my daughter needs attention 24 hours a day. You need a juice? Yeah. You gonna come say hello? Yeah. Don't bump it. Say hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you need a juice? Yeah. Alright, well, let's go get a juice. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, basically, my family is back in town now, so I don't have the entire house to record at my leisure. So, um, yeah, I'm in the guest room right now. That's why if you're watching the video podcast, you're able to see that I'm in a different room, and I'm in a cheap Walmart chair that you only see at the ball field, and, you know, hey, that's just what I got, man. That's what I got. But yeah, what was I talking about? Yeah, New Year's resolutions. Year's halfway over. You know, everybody's already starting to plan on their next year's resolution, you know? Which, like me, I said I was gonna, you know, lose a little bit of weight, get in a little bit better shape. And I did, for a minute. But, you know, go on vacation with your wife. You just balloon right back up, man. That's what happens when you're like 25. That fast metabolism ain't going anymore. So you gotta watch yourself. So I've been trying to be a little bit healthier. You know, I've been trying to run more often. And, you know, I was I drank some of this green juice. I got that V8 
that's like uh, the green one, not the red one. And it's got like pineapple juice and spinach juice and all these different green vegetable juices. And uh, it was okay, but um, God, it fucked my stomach all up. I drank that and I had my normal two cups of coffee this morning and all I had to eat was three scrambled eggs. And I didn't put no cheese in them, anything like that. They're just three scrambled eggs with a little bit of hot sauce for flavor. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is, you know, a moderate breakfast. And it was like two hours later and I had to go get something done on our car. And I was just about to leave work. And I work really close to my house. So I'm driving and as I'm about to leave to go and get this stuff done on our car, I have to go back to our house because I'm about to shit. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like, I was sweating. You know, it was like, I thought I would make it all the way to the dealership to get the stuff done on our car, but it wouldn't have happened. And I'm glad I made the call that I did because that was at 25 years old. There's no coming back from pooping my pants, man. You know what I'm saying? It's hilarious, too. Whenever I run in my house, my wife will be sitting on the couch just looking at me like... And I just come in, I'm like... I got to... I got to shit. And I just go in the bathroom. I don't say hello. I don't say I love you. None of that. I just... <laughs> That's what I do, though, you know? I just come back to my house and use the bathroom. Because the bathroom at work is disgusting. I'm not using that one. So, that's enough of that. Um, if you've been paying any attention to my YouTube channel or my Facebook or any social media over the past couple of days, you'll see that I've pretty much done nothing but talk about how much I loved the new Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, there, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I gave a pretty, uh, pretty much I gave a review right after watching it. And you can watch that in one of the videos below. But, um, there just simply isn't anything else right now worth going to see over that. It's that good of a movie. I mean, they just, it's... They're not making movies like this anymore. There's like zero CGI. People did their own stunts. I don't know if they did their actual own stunts, but I mean, it's just a good movie. It's one of those that you can watch it and you can tell that people actually took the time to make something that they actually cared about that was good, you know? And uh, it's great. I'm gonna go see it again sometime this week. I plan on seeing it two more times before it leaves theaters because I didn't even go with my wife to see it. I went by myself the night it came out on Thursday. I wore my Pulp Fiction shirt, drove down there, got out, walked up to the front. The people at the uh, ticket booth were like, oh, we know what you're here to see. I'd already bought my tickets online and uh, I walked in, bought myself some popcorn and a drink 
which ended up being a bad decision because I'm not, the movie is three hours long, okay? So don't drink anything unless you plan on taking a bathroom break. And there's no intermission like The Hateful Eight where you can go run and use the bathroom. It ain't like that. This one, you're going to have to hold it to the very end. And it just got to a certain spot in the movie, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go and do this now, or I'm not even going to be able to enjoy the rest of the movie. So I ran down the hallway of that movie theater as fast as I could. I looked like I had stole something running through the halls of this theater. I mean, my dick was already out of my pants, just flopping around before I got in there. And uh, that was a joke. But, I mean, it might as well have been because I slid on the floor like I was in risky business or some shit and, you know, did my business and went running back in there. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, it's really, really good. I highly suggest you go see it. If you're, it, it just comes down to this. If you're a fan of not just Quentin, Taran, Quentin Tarantino, but good movies in general, I highly, highly suggest going to see this movie. Everybody, you know, is so big on the whole franchise thing right now. You know, I mean, they got a Disney movie coming out every 30 seconds. And I mean, pretty much Disney is the only people putting movies in theaters anymore. You got your regular Disney favorites that they're making the live action versions of. And then Disney owns Marvel. So every Marvel movie that comes out, Disney is raking in the money. And then they also own Star Wars. And every time they release another Star Wars movie... They're just scraping it all in. You know what I'm saying? So, there's one guy, one director left, in my opinion. Okay, you got like Martin Scorsese, and you got Steven Spielberg. Okay, cool. But we're talking about somebody who comes up with an original idea, writes it, directs it, and puts it into circulation like that is his creation dude i know i mean i know i'm talking about it a lot but the movie was so good it made me like think about writing a screenplay for a movie like just to see if i could do it and if it would be halfway worthwhile you know because you know growing up not really growing up, but when I was in high school, when I first got interested in comedy, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, originally I wanted to be an actor, but I don't know, something about it, it may, it wasn't that I was scared to do it, I just felt really self-conscious saying other people's words, and, uh, when I went and did these theater competitions when I was in high school, I could never find a monologue that I would like to perform that somebody else had written. So that's when I started writing them for myself. And I did very well 
writing my own comedic monologues and comedic duets and stuff like that. So that's how I got into wanting to do stand-up because it's just writing and performing your own work. That's what it is. But uh, after watching that movie, it made me think, like, God, I could just sit down and I could just start working on a screenplay. And... Daddy, my leg is hurting. Your leg is hurting? Yeah. What's wrong with your leg? I'm sorry. Mm. What's wrong with it? It's got a boo-boo on it. It's got a boo-boo on it? Where? See? It's got boos. Okay, well, hey, you see this camera right here? A camera! Daddy is doing something. Doing something? Yeah. Can I sit with you? You can sit with me. <laughs> so I guess we're going to do the... Go shut the door real quick. Go shut the door. No, go shut the door. Go shut the door. You can stay in here, but you gotta shut the door. So I guess we're gonna do the uh, Mac Daddy seminar today with uh, Lily, my daughter. Shut it. Shut it all the way. All the way. All the way. Come on. You sit with me. Okay. So, we were just talking about um, the new Quentin Tarantino movie and how much we liked it. Liked it? Yeah, I know you couldn't go watch it because you're too little. Yeah. But we were just talking about how Daddy used to write scenes that were funny and do them when he was in high school. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, Daddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to talk about? That's it. <laughs> you are <a> silly butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so we're uh, going to take a little break and we're going to come right back. Okay? Once again, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, you know... It is what it is, man. I got a little girl, and she's curious. She wants to see what her daddy's doing, so. Anyway, um, she said she wanted to go take a nap, so I took her in there, and I started a movie for her, and let her lay down and watch her TV. But, uh, yeah, like I was saying, um, definitely go see that new Quentin Tarantino movie, for sure. What else? Uh... I came home today, and my wife was sitting down watching Harry Potter. Now, in this household, we are huge fans of the Harry Potter franchise. I was just talking about franchises, too, okay? About how they just keep making these movies, and they don't know when to stop. And now they're doing it to Harry Potter. They did it to... Star Wars, where they made these movies 40 years ago, and then they made a few more of them in the early 2000s, you're like, okay, that's it. They're not making anymore. And guess what? Just a couple years ago, they started making them again. 
Now, are they good? Yeah. And that's fine. But, it makes you wonder, like, okay, once this trilogy is done, are they going to continue to make more? That's my thing. Because, Fast and the Furious, they should have stopped that years ago. For real. I get it. Some people are fans of that, and that's whatever, but they have been making Fast and the Furious movies consistently since I was five years old. I'm 25 now. It's time to stop. There's only... Like, look, they started out street racing cars and all of that, and now they're crashing cars into submarines and going to the moon and shit. They don't even... They're doing, like, spin-off stories now with that Hobbs and Shaw coming out. Ask me on a scale of one to a billion how much I want to go see that. The answer is less than one. But I know people who really want to go see it. I get it. If you're a fan of that site, that... If you're a fan of that kind of thing, that's cool. You know, I respect that. But at the same time, how much farther are they going to let this Fast and the Furious thing go? Because Harry Potter was fine. They did seven books, eight movies. They split the last one into two. Cool. I grew up with those. I started watching the first Harry Potter movie when I was, like, in first grade. And I remember my teacher used to read to us. Shout out. No, I was second grade. Shout out Miss Spencer for reading us that book because I loved it. And, uh, you know, I was graduating high school the year that the last one came out. So it kind of felt like I grew up with the story cool. Now, they're doing the Fantastic Beasts, which it, isn't, it doesn't even have anything to do with animals anymore. The first one was alright, but then the last one, it's just like the regular Harry Potter movies. They got Johnny Depp to be in them. He's the bad guy. And it's just like, when are you going to stop making these franchises? I get it. People are spending money to go see remakes. They remake everything now. The only remake that I agree with is It. That is the only remake that I have seen that I actually really enjoyed more so than the original. But the rest of these, they're not even changing the story up. People don't want them to change the story up. They just want it to be a live-action version of the cartoon. You know, so... But yeah, I'm sitting there. I just got home from work, and I'm sitting on the couch with my wife. And, uh, you know, every time we watch Harry Potter, we talk about different things and stuff that we notice and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, do you think that Harry Potter 
they have like wizard illegal substances, like wizard drugs. And she was like, what? And I was like, well, you know, like, like we regular humans, I guess like muggles, we have, you know, weed and cocaine and heroin and PCP and all that stuff. Well, what do you think the wizards are doing in their free time? Like, let's just say that the wizarding world of Harry Potter, let's say that was like a real thing. Like, there were people out here who could really do magic. What kind of drugs are they doing? Because I've watched the movie, and the kids are like turning into different people and taking potions and like making their bones disappear and stuff like that. Like, I want to know what are they doing for fun, you know? Like, I saw them one time, they was taking something, they was eating some candy, and they started, you know, making animal noises and stuff. But what about the people, like, what about the wizards that are on hardcore shit, you know? Like, the people that, like, represent Voldemort, who are straight up fiends for that wizard dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, people that are like, well... I don't really want to go to the dark side, but, you know, i got to get some of this wizard money so I can, I can, you know, shoot some of that, that fairy dust into my veins and feel right again, you know? That's a, that's a spinoff they need to do of Harry Potter. They just need to have a regular dude who, you know, he's just, he graduated from Hogwarts a couple of years ago, and he's just trying to make his way, and he gets hooked on that damn that fairy dust and he's shooting it into his veins and he's getting high and Voldemort comes to him he's like hey bro I'm gonna hook you up I'm gonna get you everything you need you ain't never gonna have to worry about getting your wizard drugs anymore but what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to kill this family of these wizards named the Potters what if that is literally like, okay, I know, I've, look, I'm going to have people jump down my throat because this isn't 100% how the story of Harry Potter goes, and I get that. But, but, what if that was how all that happened, and then Voldemort just took the blame for it, and that was the whole story. I'm going to write that screenplay. I'm going to call it Wizard Dope. That's going to be the name of the movie. Win an Academy Award. I'm going to get Denzel Washington to be in it. I bet you that would be sick. You know? There's just a handful of actors that I would just love to meet. And Leonardo DiCaprio is number one. And I think Denzel Washington is probably number two for me. Simply because of Leonardo DiCaprio... He's been in a couple of things that has made him my favorite actor. From Wolf of Wall Street, The Departed. I just watched The Departed this last weekend for the 100,000th time and just was glued to the screen the entire time. The entire time. You know? And, uh, I mean, he's just good in everything that he's in. You know, I mean, what's eating Gilbert great? Come on, man. 
If you haven't seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape, what are you really doing? And then Denzel, I mean, really, the main one for him, for me, is Training Day. That's the coolest of anyone besides Doc Holliday and Tombstone. That's a whole nother category of cool, you know? That's all I do on here. I just talk about movies and dumb shit that's happening in my life. But then again, what is a podcast anyway? I, I really appreciate everybody's feedback that I've been getting from a lot of my posts and stuff. You know, I always appreciate any type of interaction, you know, unless you're just like, hey, I don't like it, then don't listen to it, you know? This is simple as that. There's only a few of you that listen to it, and, you know, it's better than when I originally started this podcast, but, you know, it's going to have to grow. And I've had people come up to me and ask me, like, how many views do you get on your videos? I'm like, a couple. Everybody has to start somewhere, you know? I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast the other day, and he was like, when they first started, he only had like 150 listeners. And now he has the most successful... I mean, he's the one that pretty much rules the podcast kingdom. You know? So, everybody's got to start somewhere. And his has been running for years. I just don't get that mentality, man. Saturday night... I'm wanted to uh, bring this up. Saturday night marked my seven-year anniversary of stand-up comedy. Yep, it's been seven years. I started on July 27, 2012. I put a post about it on my Facebook, but um, I was fortunate enough to actually have that my first time on stage recorded, and... Uh, yeah, man. A whole lot's changed since then. But, you know, I'm still here. Still grinding it out. Still trying it. It's still fun, you know? A lot of people act like, that's the crazy thing, is in high school, you know, everybody, when they're in high school, if they have any type of dream or aspiration, they think that within like six months, they're going to achieve that. You know, if you're a football player, you think, okay, I'm going to go to a great school and I'm going to be a top player at the school. I'm going to win the Heisman and I'm going to go to the NFL. Okay. Or you may, you may just look at it like you're just going to get your, you know, your degree and then you're going to graduate and go work in whatever field you got your degree in. That's fine too. But when you're doing something as an entertainer, you know, whether it be you want to be a, an actor, a singer, a comedian, a, a rapper, anything like that, everybody just kind of assumes that you're automatically going to be that as soon as you get out of high school. Like, as soon as I get out of this high school, man, it's a wrap for y'all because I'm going to be famous, bruh. Everybody thought that when they were 18. The reality of it is, 
especially for like being a comedian, is this profession is difficult. It's you like people ask me like, do you get paid to do that? Like, no. I've only gotten paid to do stand up three times, and two of those times was for a uh, a competition. And the only way I got paid was that I won the competition or I placed really high in the competition and I made a little bit of money. The other time was like, hey, we don't have anybody to fill this spot. If you can come do this, we'll give you this. And I went and did my best and it wasn't that great, but they agreed to it and they paid me. So, But everything else that I do is for free. I just go and work out jokes. You know, like... People think, like, like you can be just somebody that knows how to play guitar and carry a tune, and a restaurant will pay you money to come play on a Saturday night. That doesn't work that way with comedians. Comedians have to look for open mics and go, and I've talked about this too much, so I'm not going to go into the whole open mic spiel, but you have to go looking for these places get there, and then go up in front of sometimes, like, two people. The Everybody else in the room is a comedian, and they're not going to laugh at your jokes because they want to be the funniest ones there. And, you know, it. it's hard. It's difficult, you know? But if you really love what you're doing and you enjoy it, you continue to do it, you know? I was thinking about it the other day, and, uh, you know, I feel like one of our obligations as parents is to teach our kids to really, truly follow their dreams. And I know this is getting kind of deep for a silly-ass podcast, but this is something that I've been thinking about for a while. How can I tell my daughter to basically do what, you know, follow her heart in whatever she wants to do if I didn't do that? Now, granted, I have a full-time job, and I work like a slave, but I do what I can. Because at the end of the day, it's my responsibility to take care of the other people in this house. And take care of myself. You know, I see a lot of stuff that's like, oh, you just got to be homeless. And you got to do stand-up every night. That may work for some people. But I don't want to live that way. I don't want to be homeless and just doing stand-up and let my entire family down. That's not the way I was raised. You know, my dad left me and my mom when I was an infant. And I always despised that. So I'm not going to do that to my family just to pursue comedy. I feel like it doesn't matter what your situation is. If you're funny, you're funny. And you can find a way to make it work. So, didn't mean to get so, you know, macabre on y'all here on the Mac Daddy Seminar. But, you know, that's just what it is. Um, I got one question... It really wasn't a question. It was more of a observation. Daddy. Daddy, 
once again. <laughs> I'll be right back. Anyways, uh, so I had one thing come up in my inbox that stuck out to me um, that I want to address. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan of college football. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. I love the season. I love talking trash. But at the end of the day, I'm just having a good time. Okay? I made a meme the other night um, in regards to a Facebook post I saw that talked about Auburn's new quarterbacks. And, you know, Auburn has kind of had a lackluster performance last season with five losses, um, a couple of which shouldn't have happened, but they just really dropped the ball. So, basically what the posts, the what the person that reached out to me, which I'm not going to say their name, but they said, dude, you aren't a real Auburn fan. You poke fun at the team too much. You should just you know, support them and no matter what they do or you should go root for another team. First of all, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. <laughs> okay? This is America. We're all free. Okay? Also, um, if you can't poke fun at your sports team when they're not doing the best, then you're not really enjoying the sport. Like, of course, I would prefer it if they were winning games, but at the end of the day, it is just a game. I'm not gonna, it's not gonna ruin my entire season. Like, I still watch other teams. Like, I really enjoyed last season, and my team was doing terrible, you know? Like, I can watch other teams' games and enjoy the game, you know? It's like I tell everybody all the time, like, I would rather watch a good game and my team lose than my team beat the life out of another team. That's just, what's the point of even watching it at that point, you know? Like, I don't watch games against, like, high school-level teams, which... I don't know, last year we struggled with those types of teams, so. Okay, I'll give you a sugar in just a minute. So, that's what, what's up with that. So, uh, I'm going to post memes as much as I want to, and it's just going to be what it is. So, once again, I appreciate everybody listening to the Mac Daddy Seminar. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Look me up on Instagram. Look me up on Twitter. Look me up on Facebook. I appreciate everybody listening, and I will see you guys next week. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't got to wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now.